Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're all over the place. You're, you're all over the road. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome to the very special trade deadline edition of the Hockey Unfiltered Show with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick Dylan Waugh. I am the Peter Boners to Ken's Bob Newhart. Stick around because today we will be talking to Bill Armstrong. Yes, you heard that right. The GM for the Arizona Coyotes. But before that, we're going to talk about just a few teams and the moves they did in this uh, crazy, one of the better trade deadlines. Do you remember the other day we were chatting on the phone and we were talking about like how like Boner used to mean a mistake? I, I was just going to say, yeah. you, you said Boner. <laughs> and we were talking about how Boner used to just be like this like innocent little term for a mistake. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I thought that, you know, who had a funny name was Peter Boners. He did. Almost as funny yeah. as the fact that then in Newhart, the second show that Bob Newhart did, he went by Dick. <laughs> There you go. So I just, you know, I just thought, uh, why not? I'm hoping all you 13-year-old boys are enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, our segment on fart jokes. <laughs> you were talking about regressing to the mean last week. This is just regressing. Yeah, this is, yeah, and it's going quickly. So. It's going quickly. So should Let's we talk about hockey? Let's get it back on the rails. Yep. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, doing the intro twice was uh, was already a bad start. Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. They traded some players. They did. They traded out Matthew Joseph. They traded out Taylor Radish. They did. They traded out Boris Kachuk. Yes. They traded out... Two first round picks. That's right. Yeah. First round. They picks. traded a whole. I didn't know that stuff. teams had this many first round picks. Well, they were in. I in know separate in, in separate years. Yeah. I know yeah, my yeah. my twenty twenty my twenty thirty five first round pick is available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's completely well, like, different. Like some teams have traded. I don't think anybody traded a twenty twenty five pick. Did they? This today. Uh, they traded twenty twenty four picks for sure. I think that somebody did. Okay, so in other words, they're trading. If someone traded for a twenty twenty five pick, and I'm not saying they did, but if they did, that's a kid that was born in 07. Yeah. Right. So that's a kid who's like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, right now. So I'm not going to go through the full the full list, but I did make uh, a, a cheat sheet of some of the more notable trades. Yep. And on it, there is a fourth in twenty twenty four. Yeah, there's a bunch uh, of 2024s that uh, that the Chicago Blackhawks got from. Uh, sorry, the the Tam- the Tampa Bay Lightning got from the Chicago Blackhawks. Right. There's a third in 2024 that um, went towards the Kraken for Giordano, and there is a first in 2024 that the Panthers gave to Philadelphia. Wow. So okay, so 2024. That's an 08. So it's a kid who's uh, what year? What year are we in right now? 2024, 2024 would be 06, sorry, 06, born right. 06. Yeah. So that kid's, that kid's 16, 15, 16. <laughs> and there's another. And like he has no idea who he is, but some yeah. kid who's playing hockey in the GTHL or for Moto, <laughs> for Moto's like U16 team yeah. or whatever is yeah. like, I just got my rights traded. Yeah. <laughs> I just have my NHL rights traded. Yeah. I can't wait until like 2028 when we're like, and that 2024 pick became. Yeah. Well, it's even worse in junior hockey. Yeah. Like in the Quebec League, they trade them like seven years out and right. you're dealing with 16 year old kids. So it's like, you know, some kid who's, you know, in Tim Horton's Timbits hockey just had his rights <laughs> traded. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. but yeah, Tampa, back to Tampa. Um, love. Love, love what Tampa did. Love yeah. it. They won for a lot of reasons. Dumb. Obviously. They obviously won for a lot of reasons. Yeah. There were you, a lot of reasons you wrote about this and they, in your well, Substack right, uh, article, kencampbell.substack.com. Nice. 
Um, yeah, so so there were a lot of reasons why they won. One of them was that they had a third line that was ridiculous. Right. Right? Uh, and it consisted of Blake Coleman, mm-hmm. uh, Yanni Gord. Yeah. And... You're talking about last year's yeah, cup. Who am, who am yeah. I missing? Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barkley and Barkley Goudreau. Yeah. That's like the first time that I've remembered a name right. that you've forgotten. Right. They <laughs> lost all three of them. Yeah. Lost all three of them, yeah. right? So for a while, they had Maroon, Perry, and Bellamar kind of as their third line yeah. with the you know the Radiches and the Kachuks and the Josephs and all that feeling in the fourth line. Well, what did they do? What did what did Jim Julian Brisebois do? He went out and he rebuilt his, his third, third line. line. So now he's got a third line of Ross Colton between Hagel and Nick and Paul. Paul. And yeah. Nick Paul. Um, is that as good as the other line? Probably not. No. But it's good. It's damn yeah. good. It's damn, damn good. And if I and and I love this trade because, you know, obviously Julian Breezeball is a cowboy and he just goes out and makes these wicked trades, right? Yeah. I like it from Chicago's perspective. Yeah. Because even though Hagel has Two years at 1.5 left, and he might get 30 goals this year. They're getting two first-round picks, and they got Taylor Radish, and they got Boris Kachuk. Yeah. Right? So you don't turn that down even for that guy. Yeah. Right? Especially when you're rebuilding. So to me, that was a really good trade for both teams. I I, re- I just I just love that that Julian Breezeball is going like, yeah. I do not care about the future. I don't care about future draft picks. I'm going for it now. I want to win this year. I want to win next year. I want to win the year after. And I love that. I think that's great. And I think the one thing that goes unmentioned in all of this with the Tampa Bay Lightning is there's a reason why they can do this. One reason, one very good reason why they can do this because they have the best amateur scouting staff in the NHL. Yeah. Led by Al Murray. Yeah. So you can trade a first round pick. Sure. And you say, Al, uh, yeah, do you, you don't have a pick till uh, number 47. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll find a guy who's going to end up in the Hall yeah. of Fame. You know, like Braden Point, Kucherov. You know, it, the, the list goes on yeah. and on and on of these guys that they just keep, seem to find either either in the draft in later rounds or they sign them like Anthony, Anthony Sorelli. Like, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like that's not fair. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's I think I think that's a huge part of the reason why the Tampa Bay Lightning are able to make these kinds of trades. Yeah. And throw and throw away future first round picks because they don't need them. Yeah. They don't need them. They're gonna find players anyways. Yeah. Right. So use your first round picks to get guys that are gonna help you now, and then send Al Murray out to go find a bunch of other good players. But if you look at that team, like you look at like Kucherov, for instance, mm-hmm. man's not old. No, no. It's very conceivable. Or Braden Point actually just signed a long-term contract extension last summer. Yes. Was yes. the eight-year contract yes. extension you yes. just signed? Yes. It's very conceivable that this team will fall out of Stanley Cup window, their Stanley Cup window, while a guy like Braden Point is still an elite level player right. in the NHL, right. meaning that you can then flip him and get that first round pick back right. when you need it. Right. It's kind of like it's it, they're, they're treating picks well, as like a pawn shop here. You hold on to this for me. Yeah. And when I'm done with, you know, winning Stanley cups, I'll, I'm going to come back for that. And, and two, you know, I mean, you talk about their window, right? Like, I mean, how much longer is Andre Vasilevsky going to be the best goalie in the world? Could be how five much, years. Yeah. How much longer is Victor Hedman going to be arguably the best defenseman in the world? Uh, For a little while. Yeah. He's still got a couple like more this, years. This team is not really going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. For the next little while. Yeah. They're going to be good. Stamkos is the elder statesman. Yeah. He and is. he's like yeah. 31. Yeah. Oh, Pat Maroon kind of is. But, but he's, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, all they do, all that guy does of is the win important cups. Player, players. All that guy yeah. does is win Cubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. The LeBron so James I, of the I, NHL. Uh, yeah. I, I love what, I love what Tampa did. Yeah. Um, I love that Julian Brisebois is, I mean, can't even say he's like mortgaging the present because things still look pretty good there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, now you look at like, uh, Matthew Joseph is he, he, he doesn't quite have the skill right now, but man, he's got a motor. 
He's got a heck of a motor, like in, in, in terms of his forward checking and stuff like that. He is a high octane guy. And and if he can figure, figure it out to put things together just a little bit, like yep. he could be an excellent yep. player. But at the end of the day, like if you're if you're Tampa, like it, you make that trade every single day of the week. There, it, when you have the depth that Tampa has, players like that are interchangeable, period. Right. You know? Yeah. It, sometimes you don't have that depth and you need guys like that and, and that, but... In Tampa, that guy's interchangeable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very similar to like how we've seen the Pittsburgh Penguins just constantly elevating random players. Yeah. John Marino, Brian Rust, uh, yeah. you know, getting guys out of nowhere, you know, Sam yeah. Lafferty's the whatever that they always end up getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, there's some some really bright hockey minds out there. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Florida is... <laughs> You know, another the, the, cowboy. The, the the fountain, the the fountain of of yeah. hockey minds. Oh, I, yeah, and I was talking about the Panthers though. Another cowboy, yeah. Bill Zito. Yeah, who just did a bunch of stuff that I love too. Should we should we uh, take that as as an opportunity to make a little teaser? Oh, he'll come on sometime. Yeah, sure. Bill Zito will be on the podcast. I don't know when. It'll be soon. It'll be. soon. We were good. We almost had him today. And he had to bail and he felt badly about it. And he said, I'll take a rain check. So he owes me one. So he'll be on sometime soon. <laughs> well, and as you'll see in the, uh, in the Bill Armstrong interview, uh, when a GM says they own owe one to Ken, it might actually mean something. It might, it might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I'll take that moment to say, uh, subscribe. We subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We release everything as clips so that if you don't care to listen to an hour of us speaking, which I get it, <laughs> you can, you can listen to us a nice little 10, 12 minute segments. I think that that's the perfect. A lot of people can only take me in small doses. So that's, that's, that's quite good. You're yeah, so that's... lucky to have found me. <laughs> <laughs> you complete me, Dylan. And we are now once again reunited and it feels we are so good. yes that's right yes we we're no longer sitting across the across the space we've across the void yeah i'm not over there by the power tools by the <laughs> by the saw by the power you're saw. never more than a stone's throw away from a power tool in this uh that's in right. this area but um moving on uh also if you want this uh this full episode and the writing that we often reference kencampbell.substack.com check it out paid subscriptions are worth it better Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we will move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs because nobody talks about the Leafs enough. Have you noticed? Yeah, they really got to raise their profile a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they might because they just got a they just got a very high profile name for a very reasonable cost. A a possible Hall of Fame defenseman. Um, how possible? Actually, I'm I'm curious. We didn't really. You win a Norris. You. No, I mean, what a Norris at thirty-eight! Like that's what really kills yeah, me in all this. Was, How was, was wild! He that old? Thirty-seven, like thirty-five when he went. Ah, oh, boy. Check. Anyways, you so get, go, go on with your speech, and, and I will. Yeah, you go a little fast and loose with the details sometimes, there, pal. <laughs> but anyways, don't say that out loud. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I, I, you know, I mean, uh, I'm doing a. I'm actually in the midst of writing my blog on the trade deadline, and I'm, and I'm, you know saying I'm not I'm saying whether the team was a winner or loser at yep. the trade deadline. Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs are a loser. Really? They're a loser. Let's hear it. I want to know why. I want I want um kids say what did deets. They, what did they need most? What did they need most? Well they needed goaltending. a goaltender. They needed yeah. a goaltender. Yeah. And they didn't get one. Well I mean And the plan just didn't work out. Like I mean this Harry Sateri plan was kind of pie in the sky to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Oh yeah. Big time. And then he got, and then he got taken. Yeah. Um, that's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. In my yeah. opinion. Um, I, I like the Giordano acquisition, obviously, you know, I'm looking forward to watching plays die at the Leafs blue line when players try to get past him Yeah, because yeah. they often do. Yeah. He's sneaky, dirty too. Like he's sneaky. sneaky oh yeah, big dirty, time. dirty. And you dirty. love players like that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like what's not to love about a guy yeah. that you know? He's sneaky, dirty. I mean, Hedman is as well. Oh right? yeah. Speaking of good yeah, defensemen, yeah, 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 that yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 Um, and so, so I like that. I mean, Colin Blackwell, nice depth move. 
you know, they already they already did the Labushkin one, which was a which was which has turned out to be a really solid solid acquisition. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Like when the year started, I did not have the Leafs in my top ten Stanley Cup contenders. Right, I didn't. I I did I did after the year started for a lot for the longest time. I had them maybe in my top five. I I'm not sure I'm I'm not sure I'm leaving them there. Not sure I'm put, I'm going to leave them there. Because I just, yeah. I mean, I said it on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Like, don't overthink this. You need a goaltender. And Flurry did not cost an arm and a leg, mind he you. Wasn't yeah, he I, wasn't coming. Yeah, I don't get the sense that he was going to come. Yeah, and 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 well, I mean, there there is the rumor out there that they were talking about Flurry and Hagel for Matthew Nyes, a first round pick, and Mrazek or so, something yeah. like that. And and I mean. Kyle Kyle Dubas basically acknowledged that it was true that that happened. He was he was upset that it got out, but he he acknowledged that it basically was true. So I mean I mean I guess they were going to, you know they went they had gone down that road at least. Yeah yeah. Um, but and if that's what it would have taken, like I mean Matthew Nice is a good player. Yeah, it's a lot. Minnesota, he's University of Minnesota, scored two goals in the Big Ten Championship last weekend. Really good player. Uh, yeah. first round pick, which they didn't want to give up. So, um, you're in or you're out. You're either in or you're out. And I think now the Leafs are like out. I don't, I don't think like, I don't have them as, my, uh, no, I, they're not in my top five. They're not in my top five anymore. So they're just not, they're just not two things. One Giordano is 38. So that's what I was conflating with the 38. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he won at 35. Like 70 by now. <laughs> If it, if you were true, yeah, he won it when he was thirty. He won at thirty five, but do you know the last player said, to right? win it over thirty? Right, I said thirty. You said thirty five. Do you know right. the last player to win it over thirty? Al McInnes. No, no, not that far back. Duncan Keith was thirty, so oh, that's okay. a bit of a cheat. Yeah. But the last player to win it over thirty was Nick Lindstrom. Oh, of course, Nick won a ton of them. Yeah. I mean, he was forty. Yeah, yeah. but still. yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. That's but true. I'm just yeah. saying, it's a yeah. young man's. It's a no. Young- you know what? You know what? I was. I I actually and I, and I'm not bailing here, but I I misunderstood the question. I, I was, I, I thought you meant the first guy to win it for a first time. Oh, that okay. Age. And McInnes, I think, would qualify as that. Probably. He only won it once, too. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Going back to the Leafs, um, for my preseason predictions on the Habsetician podcast, I thought that the Leafs were going to be a lot better. And and the big thing driving this was that I felt that if you took away Tampa Bay's third line, you wound up with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. With the high end skill that they have, yeah, the high end skill yeah. that the Leafs have, and blah 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 blah, and some excellent pieces on defense, but a lot of question marks on defense, and you know what I mean. Um, I just I thought that you wound up with the Toronto with the Toronto Ex- Maple Leafs, except there. again in goal, right? But there was no reason to assume that um, Campbell, Jack Campbell, was going to take such an insane leap backwards. Why? There was no reason to suggest he was going to be the best goalie in the world for two months either. Yeah, he I hadn't know, shown I know, either. I know. He hadn't shown either of those things. So maybe he is what he is. Yeah. And he had a great two months. And yeah. like I said, you know, you, you take those two months, you take October and November, yeah. you put them in May and June. Yeah. And the Leafs are a super like Stanley Cup contending right. team. Yeah. Um, and now they're not. So, now they're not. What so what I'll say about that is that you're right, uh, the Leafs have kind of fallen out of favor in terms of for my predictions. I also, I didn't know that Florida was going to be able to um, improve on last year. I wasn't certain about that, right? Anyways, that being said, in terms of Jack Campbell, the way that he was letting in goals, as in goals going through him and him being in position, but then the goal goes through him, maybe that rib injury is why. Maybe. If your upper body mobility is compromised yeah, and your yeah. skating is still good. So yeah. it, this. And the reset and the whole opportunity yeah. to reset. Yeah. And hey, maybe, maybe Eric Schalgren is still the guy. Maybe he's <laughs> the guy that ends up going through here. You, you I never like know. Him. I like him. Yeah. I, I don't like his rebounds. Right. He lets out a lot of big, fat, juicy rebounds. Yeah. But other than that, I kind of like the kid. I think he's, I think he's okay. Letting out fat, juicy rebounds is. It's it's very par for the course in terms of having just joined the NHL, right? Like that's it. it it's a rite of passage mm. practically. Um, you're just not used to those shots, right? Yeah. So I, I guess I'd say I, I I agree with you. I was high on them at the beginning of the year. I thought that they could hang with Tampa Bay. I thought that they could hang with Florida. 
And uh, but in terms of the Giordano acquisition, the Toronto Maple Leafs last year had incredibly good uh, advanced metrics, expected goals against, actual goals against. Their defense like that. isn't as bad last as people year. make it out. I don't but think. this year it's been worse than last year. It has, eh? Yeah, yes. Okay. According to those metrics, believe right. what you will. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. and so maybe the the thinking here was if we can't address the goaltender in a you know in in a yeah. satisfactory way, right? Then let's get somebody let's who's address the let's, defense. Let's get somebody who's going to stop the play before it, it has to hit the goalie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the, and the injuries too. They've had, they've now they've got some injuries. Yeah. And the, and you know, like, but that's not an excuse because everybody has injuries. Everybody had to go through COVID. The Leafs were so lucky this year. Yeah. Their guys all got COVID at Christmas time. Yeah. When, and I think I, I had heard, I heard like Michael Bunting was the only guy who didn't get it. Yeah, Nick and, Suzuki was the only guy in the half yeah, that didn't yeah. get it. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and so, so like they all got it over Christmas, so it didn't really derail them at all. So yeah. they got lucky, and now they're now it's catching up to them. Yeah. Anyways, New York Rangers. What about them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> this is intriguing as all get out. For yeah. Me, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I agree. Six months ago. Yeah. Who would have thought we would yeah. be talking about the New York Rangers being a buyer at the trade deadline and being a team that is not even like, like, can we even say they're like a dark horse anymore? Can I, can I paraphrase Dave Chappelle? I just thought of this. I, I didn't think about this in advance. Okay. Having a good goalie is a heck of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. It makes is. a lot yeah. of people look good. It makes a lot of people look smart. Yeah. And because I mean that was the- that's why that's why we're having this conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's why today's happened. Yeah, because Igor Shosturkin is argu- arguably the Hart Trophy winner this year. And if you look, Ar- at the and I'm year- saying arguably, I'm not saying he's going to win it. Yeah, but yeah. I am saying yeah. he is arguably the Hart Trophy winner this year. Yeah. And and if you want to go by the strict definition of the Hart Trophy, the player who's most valuable to his to team, his team, he wins it. I don't understand if you go by that strict definition. I don't understand how a goalie doesn't win it nine out of ten years. Exactly. To be that's honest, the thing. that's the right? thing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that's why they don't. I guess that's why they don't go by that strict def, strict definition. Yeah, they, exactly. Anyways, but you know, I mean, Austin Matthews is eh, probably going to win it at this point. I think, but I, I got to think you take Austin Matthews off the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're not as good, but they're still pretty good. You take Igor Shesterkin away from the New York Rangers, and not so How much. Many goals has Matthews had this year, though? Like, isn't it like 46? 40, yeah, 46. Yeah. I don't know if you take away 46 goals. I that That's a lot of lost games if you just subtract 46 yeah, goals from their tally. I guess. Like, but anyways. Yeah. Um, it's weird because like three years ago, whatever, they sent out that letter to their fans saying, uh, yeah, it's going to be some lean times here, yeah. kids. Beautiful human and being then, Jeff and Gordon happens, did it. And then what happens? Then what happens? Yeah. Our Tammy Panarin goes, I want to play in New York. <laughs> so they get him. Yeah, yeah. Adam Fox says, I want to play in New York. I was drafted by, Car- by was it Calgary? Yeah, I was drafted by yeah. Calgary. I don't want to play there. Yeah. My rights got traded to Carolina. I don't want to play there either. Yeah. I want to play in New York. Yeah. Because I'm from Long Island. Right. And that has changed the complexion of everything. Yeah. That's changed everything there. Yeah. Right? Panarin left money on the table to go to New York. Yeah, yeah. Right. So now they go out. They get Justin Braun, Tyler Mott. They already gotten Frank Frank Vitrano, and then the 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 really like wonderful acquisition was Andrew Kopp. Yeah. Um. Who? I mean, he's just a he's just a Swiss army knife, right? Yeah. Like he can just play up and down your lineup. He can play anywhere. He can do anything. He can yeah. kill penalties. He can score. He can, I mean, he's just, that's just a great, great. I mean, he's no Arturi Lekkanen. He's not. Which <laughs> we'll get to. We will get to later. Yes. We will get to. No, but I mean, like, it's like, I, I kind of said it off air uh, with Arturi Lekkanen that he is, he, he is take away all of the bad connotation about the word plug. And yeah. he is exactly what yeah, yeah. a plug is yeah. in the sense that literally, oh, you need a guy for puck retrieval on the top line? Right. Bam. Right. Oh, you need a fourth line checker? Bam. Every role. We're not going to have anything to talk about once we get to that. So okay. Just, no, but I'm, I'm talking about- Why don't about, we just focus um, on the Rangers? Or are we, are, is that a way of transitioning to Colorado or- No, no. I think oh, we should okay. be focusing on the Rangers. I, okay. I, I, for Colorado, I'm just going to cut the, what the I just Rangers, said and 
replace it into the young. They're young. They're good. Their defense is young. They've got this reigning Norris trophy winner. They've got this goalie that might, I don't know, might be a hall of famer someday. Like, yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like it's so like how quickly things can change when you're in a market that everybody wants to be in. (laughs) Well, it's like I was joking about, you know, like, look, players are going to go to teams that they, that they can win with, but look, how fun is it to be a young millionaire in Columbus, Ohio? You know? Well. Compared to being I, a young millionaire I, in I don't in know. New York. I've, I've never had money anywhere, so <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Yeah. But I bet you there are a lot of. It ain't there. for nothing to say you can be in a city where you can enjoy yourself. Well, yeah. And plus, yeah. but I also think that, you know, there's it'd be okay to be a young millionaire in Columbus or Well, I'd Nashville. be a young millionaire First anywhere. First of all, you're not taxed as heavily as New right. York. Yeah. Secondly, you can buy a place for a lot less. Yeah. Cost of living is a lot less. Yeah. You, you're not in a fishbowl. You don't have to fight that traffic, all that other stuff. Yeah. So I don't know, but, but yeah, I just, it's not I just, nothing, yeah. I do know that like, there was a time when like, it was like, and, and I feel like Vegas has become that team now. It's just like, there was a time when like, everybody was going to the Rangers. Yeah. And now like, everybody's going to Vegas. And if they don't, then, then you decide where you're going after yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your safety so. school. <laughs> but anyways, but uh, the Rangers are really, they're, they're a real intriguing team. Hot take. Just came up with it. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> you a hot take? I, I no, refuse I just, to believe it. I just it. came up with it. I yeah. just came up Let's with it. Let's hear it. The New York Rangers are going to get, are going to lose in the first round in five games. <laughs> I don't think that's much of a hot take. No, they're going to lose, right? And they're going to get beat bad in the first round. I, I don't think that that's a crazy hot take. Oh, I, okay. Well, anyways. We see anyways, that with whole, teams No, often. my whole my whole thing here with yeah. the Rangers, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why now. Oh, okay. Is okay. that. Before you make that step yeah. to being a Stanley Cup contender, yeah, you know, for whatever reason, you get I don't know spanked. why, you got to get kicked in the pills yeah. with a pair of steel toe boots <laughs> in the playoffs. It, yeah. it just, it's a rite of passage. Yeah. Tampa went through it. Boston went through it. Everybody goes through it. So yeah. this is the New York Rangers. Toronto's still going everybody, through it. Yeah. Everybody thinks this is a New York, New York Rangers year where they're going to be like going all gung-ho in the playoffs. They're going to get smoked. Yeah. So you want a, you want a fun, little, um, fun little thing about uh, Russian goalies right now? So the fellow that I work with uh, actually went to um, Trechiak's goalie school. When he came to Toronto, yeah, and that, is that the one where they teach you how to let in a goal from the blue line in a big, big game? <laughs> I forgot that you that, hate, the one? that you that you're not a big Chechak guy. That the guy. one? That, that is the one? the one. Is that the one where you play lights out for four games and then suck for the next four? Is that is it is it was it's, it that it's, school? It's, it's that, you, was it that school? You're familiar with his work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, the thing is, is is that this is what's so interesting. The Chechak goalie school was incredibly formulaic it was incredibly like you have to play like this and you move like that and you know what i mean like it's very rigid right right on the one of the reasons why russian goaltenders seem to be taking over the nhl right now is because they're actually starting to become way less rigid they're now one of the more um I don't want to say loosey-goosey, but they like their goalies to be playing other sports and other disciplines and not specializing in goaltending until later in life. Oh, okay. And it's showing with when you look at a guy like Vasilevsky, for example, or even Shesterkin, it's showing with their natural movement and their natural body movement in the sense that they're not like it's just natural. It's not like somebody has just only taught him how to move in pads. This is a guy that you get the feeling that he'd be great at any other sport. Golf, baseball, doesn't matter. His body just moves in a way that's syncopation with everything else. Anyways, I just thought that that was interesting that how Russia's completely overhauled their goalie training program. I can't get my mind off this Vladislav Trechak goaltending school. Okay, kids. So game seven of Summit Series, (laughs) we have chance to win and man takes puck and he shoots from outside blue line. You let that goal in. <laughs> so he, uh, that was he, a terrible what he told me is that, is that Trechak literally didn't get on the ice and just walked up with a megaphone oh, yeah. and was like, 
Yes, yes, like this, like this one. Good, faster. Like yeah, they'd, yeah, yeah. they'd all be, you know, lined up like they're in the army, which of course he was. Right. Sort <laughs> doing of. these, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sort yeah, of. Yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. the whole yeah. thing. But anyways, I didn't mean to get into a whole history lesson here, but okay. I just thought that it was interesting because we're talking about Shesterkin. We're talking about future Hall of Famer. We talked about Vasilevsky when we talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just it's just interesting. Yeah. How how certain countries just all of a sudden dominate the goalie world yeah, it's for really a weird, period eh? of time. Yeah, like it's, it's Finland was yeah, for a Finland while, was, and then yeah, Sweden then was Sweden, for a while, yeah, and Canada was before that, yeah. and now it's Russia. And it just it's this weird cycle of of one upsmanship that I just find fascinating. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shall we move on? We shall. All right. Um, the New York Rangers. I'm just, just kidding. Did. I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just okay. kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I just okay. wanted to see if you were paying attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, uh, please don't forget, leave a comment on YouTube. We've been getting some pretty funny comments. Oh, yeah? On our Hab segment, somebody commented like, like these guys all hate the Habs or something like that. I love it. Everybody thinks I love every team and hate every team. I know. I isn't that. it amazing? But I just thought like, I was like, well, you don't know me at all then, yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but um, no, we've been getting some pretty funny comments, but uh, I love it. Mix it up. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're a moron. I don't mind. Yep. Ken definitely doesn't mind. Not the first time I've heard it. <laughs> not the first time. That would not be my first yeah. radio. On Probably the last time, though. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, KenCampbell.Subsec.com. Colorado Avalanche, they've uh, they've made some moves. They have. They've picked up some players. Mm-hmm. Um, th- let's see here. Uh, Robert Haig. Is that their big pickup of the, of the deadline that's, here? That's one of them. One of three anyways. Yeah. I'm just going, I'm just actually calling up a, uh, yeah, this was something that someone put on my, my website about the, you know, this, the, you know, trashing me and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Let's hear it. Yeah. I wrote about women's hockey, something about women's hockey. And the guy wrote headline, Ken Campbell sucks. Ken Campbell is always eager to eager to grovel for politically correct causes. Poor writer, an even lesser man. <laughs> You know what I love about it, though? It's just like, it's like, on one hand, you're groveling too much for politically correct causes. And on the other hand, you're not. Yeah. You're not, you're not correct. You know, it's like that joke. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Surely you watched Parks and Rec. Let's not go down a rabbit hole, but I did not watch it. I watched a couple of episodes and I didn't think it was that funny, to be honest with you. Really? Because you're a fan of The Office, so. Yeah. You should have started season two. Anyways, whatever. We'll leave Parks and Rec right there. Okay. But uh, anyways, Colorado Avalanche. Okay. We should call this episode a lesser man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no good because Bill Armstrong's coming up soon, and yeah, yeah. he is he is not a lesser man. I'll tell you that much. Well, I told him I I made a joke to him the other day because he 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 played obviously he scored yeah he scored the game winning goal in the 1990, 1990 Memorial Cup in overtime yeah. between Oshawa and Kitchener scored uh you know went. Went to the went to pro hockey. Never played a game in the NHL. Yeah, uh, played a bunch of games in the American Hockey League, and he's he's looking good. Like he looks yeah. young. He looks buff. He's pretty strong and yeah, yeah, stuff. And I said to him, I said, "Man, you look so good. You look like you still can't play." <laughs> his his jawline looks like he's going to play Mister Incredible in the live action. Yeah, he looks film. like Frank Brimzik. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Anyways, okay, we. Jeez, we're getting off the rails here. Okay, Colorado. Sh- we hot- can't record these at night, eh? We both just get... Yeah, I've had like too many Diet Cokes okay. today. That's part of my problem. Colorado Avalanche. You get Robert Haig. They get Claude Giroux. And Arturi Lekkonen. And Arturi Lekkonen. Hot take. They didn't get Claude Giroux. Pardon me. They got I was Josh looking at the Manson. Florida Panthers. They got That's Josh Manson. Yeah, they didn't here. get Claude Giroux. No, you're right. It's, which I, leads me to hot take number two. Yes, let's hear it. Arturi Lekkonen will be as good for the Colorado Avalanche as Claude Giroux would have been. That's why I was thinking Claude Giroux. Yeah. Because you mentioned that to me off air. Yeah. So I'm getting all... That's hot take number two. So I love that hot take because um, Arturi Lekkonen, like at at a certain point in the playoffs last year for the Montreal Canadiens, Tomas Chatar was benched. Because coaches just love benching, you know, this incredibly talented, skilled player in the playoffs. Well, that, see, but you bench him, and then when it goes to triple overtime of the series, like a game goes to triple overtime, you put Thomas Tatar out. And you go, okay, no, that's he was why a healthy scratch. You. Oh, yeah. He was okay, healthy yeah, scratch yeah. for the Habs. He was healthy scratch, scratch for, for Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And anyways, but 
part of the reason why he was a healthy scratch, and one of the one of the reasons that I understood as him being a healthy scratch was the fact that Arturi Lekkonen and Paul Byron were made themselves indispensable. Un, in, indispensable. Yeah. I was going to say untakeoutable. Yeah. Okay. I'm <laughs> and and it's partially because they 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 went through I think like something like seven or eight games without letting in a power play goal. Yeah. And it was Byron and Lekkonen. Uh, penalty kill one. Well, and they, but part of the reason why they didn't let in a power play goal was because they didn't get any penalties called against them. Because <laughs> Ben Sherratt and Shea Weber were maiming guys. Sherratt got penalties called it, against them. They just them. weren't Shot. calling it. Yeah. Calling yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyways. So, so they don't get, uh, they don't get Giroux. They get Arturi Lekkonen, uh, which I think is fantastic. They go out, they get Josh Manson for some bite yeah. on the blue line. And like I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even last week, I can't remember now. Uh, you can't have too much Curtis McDermott and uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah, on your third. Period. You said that in your in your uh, Substack writing as well. Yeah, maybe maybe I should get more new material. <laughs> I guess that's I guess that's the takeaway here. Yeah, I yeah. think you tweeted that too. I might have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, uh, great. Uh, depth move for for Colorado on the def- on the blue line, um, you know, and they and they get Lekkonen, which yeah. is uh, did they get anybody else? I'm trying to think, I feel like they they picked somebody else up, and I can't remember who it was. Um, Sturm for Sturm for uh, Nico Sturm for uh, Tyson Jost, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was which allowed them, it which gave like, them the cap yeah. space. It gave them the cap space because Stur- uh Jost was two million. Sturm was like seven fifty. So they gained one point two five in cap space, and everybody thought they were going to use that to get load Giroux. up and get Drew. Yeah. And and um, I I think the fix was in on Drew. To yeah. be honest with you, I think he was going to Florida. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. I th- I think Drew. I would I would not be the least bit surprised if he signs an extension with Florida before the end of the season. There was a little bit of a wink towards that. Yeah. 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 You're a, you're a rental until you're not kind of thing. And I, I just, I really think that he's going to go there and go eh, not so bad. Did, did somebody in a position of power say that to you or was that just maybe. like a, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. Okay. Maybe baby. Um, <laughs> no, I mean like it's, this is the thing, right? The Colorado avalanche, they've been getting better goaltending. So I remember, Maybe the last time that we talked about them would have been about a month ago. And yeah. and I was kind of like, I don't know if that's like Stanley Cup goaltending. But they've been getting better than league average goaltending, which is, to your point, you know, kind of what you need. And, uh, you know, you, you stick a guy like Arturi Lekkonen in there. You you put some more bite on the blue line. And, and not just bite, but like you know, bite that can play. Yeah, yeah. Right? And let's not, let's not forget. It's two different things. Let's not forget they're the best team in the league. Right, right, already. So they're already the best team yeah. in the league. So yeah. you're not going to go crazy here. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think that the, who knows, like in the grand scheme of things, maybe not getting Claude Giroux and it could be the best thing that could have ever happened to them. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. I, I really do think that Arturi Lekkonen will be able to do close to what Claude Giroux was able to do, if not more. If yeah. If not more. But that's but that's the thing, right? Is that he he made himself indispensable in the playoffs last year, and um, like, and this is not necessarily Claude Drew's fault. I'm not, you know, I don't hate Claude Drew, Philadelphia Flyers fans, but they his, do his last left. They do. They hate him now. His yeah, well, they do now. Yeah. His last, you know, great playoff showing was not last year. We're we're talking like seven years ago. The 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 Flyers uh, Pittsburgh series okay would be the last time that Claude Giroux was looked dominant in the playoffs right okay yeah okay a- am I'll, I missing I'll give one that to you. I don't know yeah I'll give that to you that's the last one that I remember okay so yeah. my point is is that uh, you know and in just, that series all you had to do was shoot <laughs> all you had to do was shoot <laughs> you and know it was what? like you were shooting on an open net for on both sides it was ridiculous <laughs> I've never seen worse goaltending in my life. I had a funny, I had a weird beer Since league night. Since the last night. time I watched you play. 
You've never seen me play. I know. <laughs> I had a weird beer league night where I couldn't stop a beach ball and the guy on the other side couldn't stop a beach ball and it was like 9-9 and went into overtime and I screamed out as the ref was about to drop the puck. Next shot wins. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and then you do the Grand Fury thing. You just stop everything. Yeah. That's what I always liked. Eh? They were like, Grand Fury is so great. Yeah. You know, he'll let in six goals, but he won't let in the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes him good. I was I could never figure that, and I could never figure out the one where somebody would say, "Well, you know, that guy's forgotten more about this than you know." That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. I think I've said that about you and hockey. Like Ken's forgotten more about hockey than I've forgotten a lot about hockey. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Well, Anywho. should we move on to the bees? Sure. Yeah. Sure. We're done with Colorado. I think so. All right. Boston Bruins, they also had a trade deadline today. <laughs> mm-hmm. They acquired probably the best defenseman on the list. Would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it didn't cost nothing, Ooh. but it didn't cost everything. Everything. It cost. It was, was in it? between John nothing Muir, and everything. John, John Moore. John the Moore. Finnish, the Finnish guy with the super long name. Vakaninen. Vakaninen. A first in 2022. And a first in 2023, A right? second in or, 2023. And a second in 2024. And a second in 2024. So for two, a first to two seconds and two guys that really weren't in their plans. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't touch your roster, right? Eh? No. Like you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have to take anything off your roster. Yeah. But I just, I guess with, with acquiring Lindholm, we talked about this from like the first podcast. Yeah, yeah. Which was the Boston's defense is um, McAvoy and others. Yeah. Right? Uh, Brandon Carlo's in there. You got some okay, decent yeah. guys, Grizzlick. You got Clifton, Connor Clifton. You got, they're okay. Yeah, but, but they're not bad. They're not bad. They're, they're way worse. Way worse. But my question for you is like, if you're the, if you're the Boston Bruins and you're, and you actually want to make a run at it, which acquiring Hampus Lindholm suggests that you do. Yep. How have you not addressed your second line center situation? Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> no, it's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Apparently you, David Krejci's season's over in the Czech Republic. I was half thinking they would just like, hey, come on back. Yeah. Why not? They'd have to put him through waivers and he might be picked, I guess. Yeah. But, I, I but, would say that a team might be <laughs> high yeah, on picking him. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. that that That's true. So. Because yeah. your biggest issue this year has been um, your biggest issue has been Taylor Hall. Right. And the fact that he's not producing at an elite rate and well, he's not doing that because he doesn't have the same supporting cast, such yeah. as a David Krejci around him. Yeah. And right now, according to Elliot Friedman and, and other insiders, Patrice Bergeron is undecided as to next year. He will make the decision. Well, who cares, when he makes who cares the decision. about next year right now? Today, well, but, but that's what I'm saying. You don't give a, you don't give a, a rat's behind about next year. No, but you you do in the sense that if if this is the last year of Patrice Bergeron, then maybe you do touch the roster. Maybe you throw everything against the wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if this is potential. If you, you have, trade a disgruntled Jake DeBrusque for... Who they signed to a two-year extension today, which was really interesting. Apparently, that's to help facilitate a trade. Yeah, I, I would think. And and I I mean, I don't I don't know, but he knows. They know. If he's getting traded, it's it's already it's already a done deal. Right. Like yeah. they like Don Sweeney probably said to him, "Look, um, I'd like to trade you, but I can't if you're not signed." Yeah. And so he says, "Okay, if I sign, you'll trade me." And Don Sweeney goes, "Yep." I'll do that. <laughs> no, and no, I, no, I would I know, expect I know. he would teasing. totally yeah, be a man yeah. of his word. Yeah, yeah. And he says, yeah, I'll do that. And then, and then they trade him, but probably not until after this season. Well, no, of course not. The trade deadline just passed. <laughs> no, definitely not until after okay, this season. Okay, third hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney's not trading Jake DeBrusque until the off I've season. A, I've said a lot of dumb things. That might be one of the dumber <laughs> things I've ever said. That might have been one of the more um, entertaining things you've ever said, to be honest. That's right up there. That's like right up there with, yeah, sure, Dylan, I'll do a podcast with you. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That's a dumb, that's a really That was one of the better chirps you've ever made. That was one of the better chirps. I think the best chirp I ever made, though, was when you said you worked out with a personal trainer and I said you 
have to get your money back. Nah, that was that was too that was generic. That was the low that was hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the low hanging okay. fruit. Anyway, anything more on the Boston Bruins? They needed that guy on the left side. They got him. They they appear to you know. I mean, that would have been the price of getting him. Would have been yeah. We're going to sign you to an eight year deal. Yeah. Uh, which they did. Yeah. Um, they're a better team now than they were yesterday. They're Speak- they're just they just are. Yeah. They just are. But now I'm starting to think about. I completely had forgotten about that second line. That center second line situation. center bit. Yeah. Situation and the depth, and you go well. Hmm. Do you really want Patrice Bergeron playing 28 minutes a night? I don't care. At 36? Yeah. Yeah, because he's really good. No, of course he's really good. But I mean, just like, do you think he'll be toast by halfway through the first round? No. He Not plays, him. He plays a, him. A, tough, a tough brand of hockey. Well, he does a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Does a ton of heavy lifting. The, there's no two, as as do I every time I stand up. <laughs> Nice. Oh, so now you're you're just self burn. It's like it's like a uh, it's like a preemptive. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, like he. Yeah, I mean, he does a lot of heavy lifting. He's you know the penalty kill. He's counted on for offense. He's counted on for defense. He takes all the big faceoffs in both zones. Yeah, in all zones, um, <laughs> all three yeah. of them. And uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I you'd want that if right. you actually think that you're making a cup run. You want that load spread out a little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. it is a one of the comments actually we got on on um, on YouTube was uh, saying that Nathan McKinnon has proved it in the playoffs because he's had excellent performances and he's very high up there apparently in points per game. I have not verified that, but you know my response to that is that the playoffs are more than any other sport a marathon, not a sprint. Right, for win hockey. something, win something. No, but I'm just saying that you, you yeah. can pr- you can prove it in one round. Yep, just like I talked about with Claude Giroux. He, he's proved it in one, maybe two rounds, right? And and Nathan McKinnon's the same way. But to to have a good playoffs, you need to get to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you got to ideally get to the win conference final. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You got to win two rounds and get to that third round. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Tell me. Is that there's a very good chance that one or both of Tampa will be out by the time the third round starts. One or both of the Florida teams. Uh, yeah. One one or both yeah. of the Florida teams will be yeah. out. Like almost certain that one of them will be out. It's going to be a, a must watch TV for the first two rounds, at least it's going to be the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of, you fun. know, so this, this, this whole trade deadline, you know, and, and it's like, it's like, it's like every year, right. We always sort of tend to focus on get recency bias and we go, oh, you know, but like, what did this trade deadline accomplish? Really? Not a lot. I mean, it's just so wide open still. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun to watch the playoffs as yeah. it always is. Yeah. And you know what? People people rag on the fact that yeah, okay, well, one of them is going to be out by the second round. But my argument to that has always been, yeah, but you get that series. Yeah. You Whether you get it in the third, you are or the guaranteed first. to get that series. Right. We are almost a hundred percent assured. No, no, we are very as close as we can be to be getting assured that we are getting a Tampa, Florida series. Right. And it'll probably be in the second round and they're going to, they're both going to still be fresh and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. It is better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all. Okay. You, you don't think that that's because you get the series is your point. Yeah. So even though the guy did the, the team that you say, Oh, well, they should have made it to the third round that year. Maybe, but you got that incredible series that that you would have wanted to see. So who cares if it's the first or the third round? Well, I completely they do. agree they with do. you. They, well, and they owners, care, and ownership does. Yeah, no, of course <laughs> they care. The the guys that make the money off of it. Yeah, but yeah. for you or I, for you or me, you and me, for you and me, I knew yeah. it. Yeah. As soon as I said it, for you and me, it's who cares? You get the series. I I completely yeah. agree with you. I want to get the series. I want to see the series. That's hot take number four. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm losing track. I think track. that's hot take I'm number track. four for I'm, you today. I'm, I got so many of yeah. them. I, 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 I have a clicker that goes off automatically. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, speaking of eight-year contracts, which is what I was going to segue when you said eight-year contract, and then we talked about, you know, for another 10 minutes. But speaking of eight-year contract, do you want to talk about Kakanyemi's new contract extension before we get out of here? I do? <clears throat> I never said that. I said, do you? Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I thought you said you do want to talk about it. I was, I was trying. Um, yeah, sure. Sure. We'll talk about it. It's that like mind control. I, thing. I, I have no idea. I'll, I'll talk about it, but I have no idea what to make of that. It's 4.8 mil. Yeah. Yeah. That, 
I think there's equal chances this could end up being a fabulous contract. Yep. Or a horrible contract. I have no idea which way it's going. So my, if he plays like he's playing now, it's going to be a horrible contract right, in a few years. Right. If he doesn't step up and start developing and, and moving forward here. Um, if he does, it's going to be great. But I, I don't know where he's where he's going, where his career is going. Do you? Like, I have no idea. I, I, I have to admit, I have no idea how good Yasperi Kot or how bad Yasperi Kotkaniemi is going to be in three years. I have no idea. No clue. No idea. My question to you, what is your expectation for a $4.8 million player in regards to production? Like, how many points do you expect a $4.8 million player to get? 40. I was going to say 40. 30. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But so we'll like, say 30 So you want, a, you want a 2020 guy, like, or an 18, 22 guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, who can, and but he's got to do more than that. Yeah. You know, he's got to, like, I could see a Yesberry Kotkaniemi when he gets stronger and bigger and starts to, you know, find himself. Like he could be a real sort of shutdown guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. maybe with that long stick and yeah. reach and everything and the head and the brains and everything. He could do that. But like, to be honest with you, Dylan, I don't know. You might know more than I do. I have, if you to ask me, how good is Jesperi Kotkaniemi yeah. going to be in three years from now? Yeah. I can't tell you. I can't tell you if, he, if he's going to be 10 times better than he is now or if he's not even going to be as good as he is now. I have no idea. I'm a firm believer that prospects are what they are at the time that they are. And what I mean by that is that you can sit like when Kakanami first came to the NHL, he had a 35 point season or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was loving playing and he's playing exceptionally well. And he was so shifty in the offensive zone and he was falling all the time. But you know what I mean? He played very well. I do want to say something. here. Oh, okay. I've well, just come up with a big brainwave. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that so to say that he could be an excellent prospect is right. Right. But development can not only hurt a prospect for the short term, it, uh, development can actually just ruin a prospect. And so I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Maybe this is just because I'm full of myself, but sometimes with certain prospects that I've liked when they come in, I don't think that I'm necessarily wrong for thinking that they could have been excellent, even if they didn't turn out to be excellent. Kakanyemi is one of those guys, and Victor Mete is another one of those guys, mm -hmm. where I think that they could have both been excellent players, but I don't know. Mete looks like he will never become an excellent defenseman, and Kakanyemi, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say this about this contract. It worries me. Yeah? It worries me. Yeah. Because what it says to me is that Yasperi Kakanyemi's head right now is mm -hmm. in a spot where... I need, I want the security and I'm willing to take way less money for that security for eight years rather than give me a bridge deal. Give me a I'm bridge deal and I'm going to prove you, I'm going to prove that in two years, I'm going to be a $7 million player, not a $4.8 million player for the next eight years, Yeah, which to me lev indicates a level of uncertainty that even he probably has. Right. Uh, that he doesn't even know how good he's going to be or how bad he's going to be. But I, I would want a guy to bet on himself. And, and to me, when a guy bets on himself, then he's like, okay, let's go. Let's get to work. Two years. In two years, I'm going to be so damn good. You're going to, you, you won't even be able to afford to me. And I'm, I'm going to be gone and it's, I'm going to be a seven, $8 million player. He's not saying that. Yeah. He's saying, yeah, in five years, I'll probably still be doing the same thing I'm doing now. And you'll <laughs> pay me some, some money and it'll be all good. And it won't be great, but it won't be bad. And it won't be anything really. Yeah. So to me, that that, that actually worries me. So I'm going to say, boy, for somebody who didn't want to talk about it, I've had a lot to say. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like it now. I who don't knew? like it. I'm just thinking. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it for him. I don't like it for uh, Carolina. And uh, I just really think it it. Gives you an indication of his mindset, this guy's mindset yeah. and his mindset right now at the age of 22, 21, yeah. Yeah. 22 is I'm not getting any better. Yeah. I'm not going to get any better. Alternatively, he might be thinking I've played for the Mark Bergevans of the world yeah. and I've played for the Don Waddell's of the world. I played for the Dominic Ducharmes of the world and I've played for the Rob Brindamore's of the world. Right. And I can tell you who I want to play for. Yeah. And if there's anybody who has, who has the, uh, 
who has the potential to be there for all eight years of that Yasperi Kotkaniemi contract, <laughs> it's Rod Brindamore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's royalty. He is yeah. royalty in North yeah. Carolina. So, yeah. Totally. But anyways, well, that was good. That was good conversation. I'm glad we talked about that. <laughs> I'm glad we talked. <laughs> good talk. Well, good speaking talk. of people that I'm glad that we talked to, shall we get to the Bill Armstrong interview? Yes. Okay. So... Please don't forget, like, review, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. And of course, for this and more writing, check out kencampbell.substack.com. Without further ado, we have the general manager of the Arizona Coyotes, Bill Armstrong. Hi, everyone. Ken Campbell here. Welcome back to Hockey Unfiltered. And after a very, very busy and very, very productive day, Mm -hmm. uh, we have with us uh, Bill Armstrong, the GM of the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Bill, thanks for doing this. I know you've had a long day, and it's the end of a long day for you, and I, I appreciate you taking the time. You know, Ken, I haven't slept in two straight days, and uh, <laughs> normally I, I wouldn't do this interview, but I know you as a person, and I felt that I was obligated in some way to do this for you. So I, well, I, right after this, I'm going to bed. Okay, good. Well, I, I, and in a way, I kind of do think you're obligated, Bill, because <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to I want to tell a little story. I was doing a piece for the Hockey News a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Coyotes were in town. Bill and I went out for lunch, and we talked about yeah. the future of the Coyotes. And I said to Bill at that lunch, I said, you know, Bill, Jack McBain would be a really good guy for you guys to go out and get. <laughs> and he said, and he he didn't even, I don't even know if you knew who Jack McBain was, Bill. Uh, I, I think you did. I think you did. But you said, that's a really good, you sort of snidely said, that's a really good idea. I'll bring that to our guys. So I'm going to take credit for that. So, but yeah. obviously you did get a, uh, a really, really top-notch prospect in Jack yeah. McBain. Well, congratulations for helping us. Uh, I'm, for that, <laughs> we're going to get you a free Coyotes uh, uh, hat. And, uh, nice. <laughs> helping the Yotes win the cup with uh, predicting that Jack McBain will now score the game winner. And you will take full credit for that. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. It is a done deal. <laughs> uh, he, he's a big piece. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to get him. Um you know, we, we had to really go out there and recruit and and put together this presentation for him. And I think there were some things on the presentation that set us apart. Um, and I've talked to you about some of the things that we do with the prospects. And uh, yeah. I think it was just the small things that we do. And, you know, I told someone we, we won this recruiting battle without an arena. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, I, and I think we, we, we did it. Um, by the hockey people that we have in the organization from John Ferguson to Shane Doan to, uh, you know, Andre Turney, uh to myself. Uh, this was a commitment uh, to, to surround, you know, Jack with the right hockey people um, to not only help him to turn him into the best hockey player that he can be, but help the Coyotes uh, win a championship. You know, Bill, you, you, you know, it's been all about the future, obviously in Arizona ever since you've got there and, I mean, you build assets for a reason, right? You build your assets for a reason. You had five second round picks, yeah. you know, so you give, you give up one to get Jack McBain. If I'm not mistaken, you give up one of those picks to give, to get Jack McBain. You've still got four, you, you know, you could parlay those into moving up in the first round a little bit. You could maybe even take a, take a flyer on a, on maybe a guy that people, yeah. Yeah. you know, high risk, high reward guy, whatever. But I mean, it's all part of that asset accumulation that you've talked about for so long that really led to you being able to make this deal, didn't it? Yeah. And, you know, we had some open discussions in the office about, you know, because you're going to, we're going to possibly have a a ton of draft picks walking through the door and how do you space out the years and, you know, can we go buy a player? And this is where, you know, we felt as an organization that Jack could come right in and play for us or or at least Mm -hmm. have a chance uh, to compete for a spot on our roster. Most times you draft guys, it's, you know, they're three to four years away. Um, and, and this would speed up the process to, to allow us to, to have some, some, some prospects that were ready to play. So for us, it was a no brainer um, mm-hmm. that we went out and did this. And uh, I'm sure when we, when we come to dr- the draft, you're going to send your list in uh, for me, you know, to draft and, 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 and we'll off. pick the right guys. Um, so Bill, um, Jack McBain, uh, he's a senior at Boston college. His season is done. Um, they are not advancing to the top 16 of the NCAA tournament. 
Uh, when can we expect him to see, to expect to see him wearing a Coyotes uniform? I, I would think sooner rather than later here. Yeah, we, we've signed him with the intentions of him coming into play. He's got a small little injury that he played through um, in, in the finals. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to go back and uh, see if we can help rehab him, speed up the process and get him ready to play for his first NHL game in, in uh, probably the upcoming weeks. So we're excited about that. You know, he's, it's a big uh, adjustment going from, from college and into the pro game, but you know, with his size and his, uh, his skating ability and his physicality, it'll give him a, it'll give him a good chance. And, I, and I've always liked the process of, you know, whether you're a junior or college and you, and you come into the pros um, and if you can do it a little bit and get a taste of it, uh, you know, we did it with Braco. We went down in the minors. I always felt it helps speed up the development of the players because they're not waiting, you know, for a whole year to go by and, oh, yeah, I wasn't ready. They, they get a little yeah. taste of pro and it's it's the rude awakening for them on, on how big and fast and strong uh, guys are. And now they go home in the summer and make the adjustments. So I, I, right. I've always liked it when they've come in at the, uh, at the end of the year and get a little bit of taste of pro hockey before they head back for the summer. Okay. Let's talk for a second about the other guy you got that had no intention of signing with the team that he belonged to. And that was Nate Smith yeah. with the Winnipeg Jets. Um, he's a guy that it's, it's a little more, it's a little different. His situation is a little different. First of all, he's still playing. And will be playing until Minnesota State is eliminated from the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, and he's also a junior. He's got one year to go. Uh, I, I'm trying to read the tea leaves here, and I would suspect that you don't want to put yourself in a situation where he's going back for a fourth year, and you will probably want to get him in into the lineup as soon as uh, as possible as well. Is that? Well, that's you know obviously we we've we've uh, just gradually introduced ourselves to him. You know, once his season is complete, we'll have that conversation with his agent and try to work out a contract. Um, but he's somebody we're really excited about. That you know, we we were able to land two centermen, and center is a tough position, um, especially really for size. Um, the thing about Nathan Smith is that he is extremely physical. He has a, he is a competitive human being. He gives everything that he has. And, you know, he's probably looks a little bit like JT Miller where he can score, make a play and add some physicality to your lineup. So we're excited about that, that aspect of, of what he brings. And along with, uh, you know, Jack McBain, it's, 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 we've got two prospects coming in that we're excited. They're at the center position and centers a hard position to fill. Yeah, and and when we talked a couple of weeks ago, you ta- you made it very clear that the Arizona Coyotes would not be shy in taking on dead money, bad contracts, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. And you you did that with the with the Brian Little contract, and now you've got you've turned that into this asset. And I know you you talked about let's keep stacking a player on a player on a player and and yeah. get better here. And I mean, obviously, that's that's that was your whole mo here, wasn't it? Yeah, is, is, you know, we've been fortunate enough to come into a time to do a rebuild where the leagues had a flat cap and it's cap space is tight and it has benefited the Coyotes because we've been able to take on some, some bad contracts that teams wanted to get rid of. And we've been able to take those contracts on for picks or prospects. Right. And it, it is, it has helped accelerate our, our rebuild and it's helped us have a little bit of um, ability to not only, you know, create more draft picks at the draft. Like we, we you know last year we had three seconds and, and at this point we've got four seconds and three, uh, three first. So uh, it's, it's really for us, it's, 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 it's helped us kind of speed up the, uh, the, the rebuild. And you talked about building out drafts and you were talking about building draft, you know, you've, you've got the 24 built, you're building 25. I think one thing that we've seen with this deadline and, and a trend that's going lately is that these more like the picks are getting kicked down the road a little more, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and like you're, you're seeing picks three years from now being traded. Yeah. You didn't see that much in the NHL before. No, you haven't, and uh, and uh, I don't know if we started that trend, Ken. <laughs> we started a lot of trends lately, but um, uh, no, I I think for us it's just a planning. It's it's a building to, to plan, and you can only pick so many players in a draft right. uh, before it just it just can mess up your your ability to sign them. So um, yeah. you certainly want to spread that out, and uh, and not only that, but when you stack them on the backside and you move them back they're also currency that you have time to use you know it's it's money in the bank and that's something that you can operate with and always use later when you're trying to 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 acquire a player yeah and i'm sure teams that are 
are making trades and trading away picks are happy to say, yeah, let's make it five years from now or whatever. <laughs> right. I might not even be around it then. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure that they're, they're, they're eager to make it uh, a little down the road as well. Uh, wanted to talk quickly about Harry Sateri. Uh, you picked him up on waivers after the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs had agreed to terms with him. Um, Question number one, uh, do you expect to remain on Kyle Dubas's uh, Christmas card list? <laughs> and two, uh, what are your plans for a 32-year-old who's just coming off a gold medal in the Olympics? Yeah, well, um, I would hope I'd be on Kyle's Christmas list. It's only business, nothing personal. And, uh, uh, you know, we just have to take advantage of the rules that are in front of us. And uh, fortunate for us, we were able to to, to get a, a goaltender off waivers after we had moved ours. So, um, you know, and uh, fortunate for us that nobody was in front of us that wanted to claim him. So, uh, mm-hmm. but for us, it's a great look for us. Um, he comes highly recommended. Corey Schwab, our goaltender coach, has had him before. Um, okay. He has experience. And uh, I have some friends in the industry that know him and just just absolutely raved about him. Um, so we'll have a little bit of an immig- immigration issue trying to bring him over and get him playing right away. But I would think in the next 10 days, he should he should be ready to go for us. And uh, we'd be really excited about just taking a look at him. And maybe he's got something for next year for us. And I mean, another move you made that probably got lost in all the shuffle was you signed Carl Vegmelka to a three-year extension at two point something i close to three million a year yeah, yeah. um so you, you you know you're 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 moving along things are coming along yeah well, we tried to put together some deals with uh, mayo and boyd and uh, and also mm-hmm. Alka that give us a little bit of uh consistency and, and and show that show the core of our group that we're trying to make a difference and trying to keep everybody together and it keeps us competitive and every one of those guys are just tremendous about their work ethic and how they buy into the process of being a coyote and trying to get better every single day they come to the rink. Good. And just one last one here um, before we let you go, Bill, uh, the one trade you didn't make today was involving Phil Kessel, obviously. Yeah. Um, a guy who I think had expressed that, you know, he would be open to going somewhere yep. where he could maybe win a Stanley cup. Um, I'm sure the, you know, like the cap hit was an issue and, and all those other things, uh, what uh, what happened or didn't happen that uh, that prevented you from from getting some well, some value for Phil? Yeah, our, our you know Phil had expressed some interest in moving. We had expressed some interest in trying to acquire an asset for him, and uh, everybody was on the same page. And Phil's had a good year. I think he's had upwards this year of thirty eight points, and uh, you know still in in his uh, you know his his old age as we'd call it. He's he's been an effective player. <laughs> Uh, and an offensive and, and really, you know, yeah. uh, I wouldn't say he is the, the young Phil Kessel, but he's a smarter version, uh, you know, of the older Phil Kessel that still has some skill and can make plays and score. Uh, but what happened was he got caught in a cap issue and the teams had yeah. inquired about him. They, they just couldn't fit him on their team because of the cap. And unfortunately, that's the way it was uh, for Phil in this particular situation. But he's been a warrior for us. Uh, we love Phil. Uh, he's not only a quirky, funny guy uh, who's who's quick-witted, but he's also someone that uh, our young guys just absolutely love. And uh, so he'll stay with us for the rest of the year and uh, and finish his year out and continue his game streak and uh, and come to the rink and try and get better every single day. Do you envision any scenario under which you know you might bring him back? Yeah, I think you never know. He's been an effective player yeah. for us, and he certainly found a home with the the Coyotes. So you never know. That could be an option. I think we'll wait to see yeah. you know, what's coming our way uh, in free agency and and, uh, and where we line up in the draft. Super. Well, Bill, as I said, it's been a very busy day for you, uh, uh, probably an emotionally draining day, and you probably want to get to uh, get to your uh, get to your family. So I'll let you do that. And I, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us today, Bill. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on and thank you for helping us get Jack McBain. You know, I never well, thought you know. that you and you really brought it to the I'm forefront. So I listen yeah. next time. I think I bought you lunch last time, but I think I might have to owe you another lunch again. I, I think, yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah. You know, I'm just being a team player, Bill, just being a team player, just trying yeah, my best, I, you know, I appreciate your help. <laughs> Cheapest right. scout in the staff right there is what you are. Thanks a lot, Bill. All right. We'll talk thanks, to you soon. Guys. Okay. Yeah. Take thanks care. buddy. All right, bye-bye. Yep.